Hey, guess what, everybody? It's episode six of Quest for Pixels. Today is October 16th, 2017, and I'm one of your hosts, Tony. Only 11 more days till Odyssey Baker, and I'm joined by, as always, Sheldon Stardew Benedict. What's cracking, Sheldon? Not much. I'm like so excited. That is awesome energy. I wish I could freaking hustle up some of that energy. <laughs> I was bringing it this morning or this this evening. Oh uh, no! So it's been a week. It's we're getting it's been a closer week. and closer to Mario. Mhm, mhm, mhm. It's very important. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Super Mario Odyssey, I've been uh, I've been trying to gather uh, and find a demo at Best Buy. Mhm. And it hasn't went well. <laughs> I went to the <laughs> the south side here in Edmonton to the Best Buy on the weekend, <clears throat> and uh, they didn't have anything. They had no demos for the Switch at all. Really? And I was, and I was sad. And my wife's like, "Are you sad?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sad." <laughs> but then today during work, I took a quick break. There's a Best Buy right across from where I was working, and I saw uh, the Nintendo Switch demo unit, and I'm like, "Oh, there it is." And I ran there, and it had all the games, and you could just highlight them. And then it had Super Mario Odyssey, but you couldn't select it to play a demo. Oh, no. So it had, like, Breath of the Wild. It had Pokemon Tournament. It had uh, Breath of the Wild. All those other games you could play, Mario Kart, and but not for <laughs> Mario Odyssey. So I uh, tweeted at Best Buy Canada today, and I'm like, guys, where's the playable demo? And they actually got back to me, and they're like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. Um, which locations were you going to? So maybe by tomorrow, those locations will have <laughs> have the demo up, right? That's crazy. That's awesome that they got back to you, though. Yeah, I love that about like social media, because like, when you uh, call out a company, they got to like respond to you, because so many people can see it, right? Well, yeah, that's kind of like you know the whole Verizon thing that we've been going through. When I... Uh sent out my sour tweet about Verizon dropping us all. I mean, they they responded back, but it's funny because the social network said that that didn't sound right, and then Mm. the people that we talked to, so, like, our Verizon, like, the store that I go through or whatever is in the next town over, and they said they didn't know anything about it, but people are still getting letters in the mail, and uh, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on with that yet. So what, you have like no, what, you bad service or what? Um, our service is still there. So really, I guess what's happening is, so we used to have Altel in this area and AT&T bought Altel out and AT&T and our local provider here, Mid Rivers, um, they have the towers that are in the area and they... Something, I don't know exactly what it was, but Verizon couldn't stick a tower up here. So they have a deal with Mid-Rivers. I'll show them where they can stick a tower. No (laughs) No kidding. uh, So Mid-Rivers has to run off of, uh, or uh, Verizon has to run off like the Mid-Rivers tower. And they're paying a lot because of the new unlimited data thing. And they're paying a lot for like roaming or whatever service charges for using that tower and... Oh yeah. I don't know. So what we're gonna do is my brother drives truck over the road and we're just going to jump ship and get on his plan with Verizon and then just carry our numbers over and everything, so Oh, that's good. So we kinda got it figured out, I suppose. Yeah. Sounds like a hassle though. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, it's been a super long week for me, Sheldon. I know you've you're back on uh, working your day shifts 
real early in the morning, so <laughs> have you been uh, playing a lot this week or not so much? Um, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. Like, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I, because uh, I'd restarted. Yep. And uh, kind of got my stuff together because I understood what, like, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of playing it differently. Like, the first time through, I uh, jumped a lot into that mine and, like, got myself down to, like, I think, like, level 15 in the mine or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. this time through, I haven't made it quite as far. I keep getting screwed up. Like, I either waste all my energy trying to find the next ladder down, or I have no energy left after I get done with my farm, because this time through, I have a huge, like, I have a lot of crops. But So how many how many crops on average do you think you're, like, per day, are you uh, going to water? Um, I have two crops of 30. Oh, wow. And then okay. I have three crops of nine and one crop of ten. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> yeah By the like time I, you water all those, you're probably exhausted. Yeah, like it's 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 near the end. So I've been doing a lot of uh, you know foraging. Yeah. And that's actually played out too because I've got a lot of the uh, the, the social center. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the bundles done. So that's nice. actually been pretty good. And like I was listening to or I was reading an article about some guy he was like talking about his play experience or whatever with it and like he said and it kind of made me rethink it you know there's no reason to speedrun it the seasons will always move back around you know and it just depends yeah. on the way you play it so you know i thought about it in that way but so i just kind of like been focusing on farming and getting that going and i was actually able to like i moved into the summer season and was able to buy just a crap load of uh, crops and was able to upgrade like my watering can and I still had after I bought everything and replanted and upgraded my watering can I was still sitting at like 5000 gold so that's a lot better than my first playthrough cuz after I bought all my crops the first playthrough I was out of money so and yeah. it wasn't even half of what I have this time did you get that the recipe for the sprinkler yet I'm not I haven't used it but I have it I was wondering if it really makes a difference or not I got it I haven't tried it yet like I was trying to think about how to reorganize my crops to make use like like most efficient use of it yeah because it waters like what to say like the four adjacent squares mm-hmm. so i was thinking of doing like a nine by or a three by three with the in, in, inside square gone and having yeah. the sprinkler in the inside square sort of like it, it reminds me of like trying did you ever play sim city on uh snes yeah <laughs> okay so it reminds me of like setting up your like uh how you set your city or your uh, different areas of the town up. Yeah. Like, different ways you shaped them would make them more efficient, and that's kind of like how this is. So yeah. I know, I, I find that I, like, it's like you're trying to put different systems into play to, like, work out in your favor. Like, with me, I probably go about, I probably have about 30 to 40 crops going at any time, but yeah. I try to make them, I try to vary them so they're obviously coming due at different times. Yeah. And then any any kind that like tomatoes or melons that repopulate over some time. That's I like those ones a lot. But yep. I try to keep it keep it balanced because like I'm already down. I'm in the middle of summer, and uh, I'm down. Da- I'm down to level forty five in the cave. Dang. Plus, I have like ten grand in gold from all nice. the crops that I was <laughs> just buying and selling this this summer and yeah I've, I've played it so much better this year than i did when i first played on ps4 mm-hmm. like just knowing what to do a little bit more and um yeah there's something i did in ps4 when i played it was like you get those um you can get those fishing those crab 
what are they? Uh, they're like, you know, the things you put down like for crabs, and then you oh, like catch a crab them? pot. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, like I had those set up last year with uh, with bait in them. So like every day I would walk to my spot, like really close to my house where the water was, yep. and I would have like five or six of those, and I just collect all the fish from that. Then I go water the the crops or harvest whatever. Then I'd take my stuff and go down to the cave or whatever. And yeah, that's just the way I play. Like get everything kind of in motion and then keep going. Yo, see but, that's sort of how I've been doing. Like instead of like I've. I've been trying to chip away at the cave, and I think once I get past, like, I got hung up, I've been getting hung up on, like, level 9, um, and I was thinking about just building the stairs, because you oh, can yeah. build the stairs to move to the next level or whatever, mm-hmm. because every time I move into level 9, I run out, either run out of energy, or I can't find the stairs, and I end up wasting all of my energy trying to break enough to find the ladder down. Mm-hmm. But, you, know uh, what I, you know what I do is, there's, uh, at the bait shop... Mm-hmm. You can buy this trout soup or broth or whatever. Yep. I buy that because it restores your energy and health like a lot. And then I buy they're only like 250 gold for that. Oh, nice. So I buy like four or five of those. And then all I'll bring down in the to when I go to the cave is pickaxe, the broth, and um, a sword. Oh, nice. So I have a question though. Yeah. So I was in the cave and. Um, it was just me and Jason at the house, and he needed something. I took him to the bathroom or whatever, and I come back and I forgot to like pause, mm. and I died with my and I lost my sword. So can you oh. get your sword back before you unlock the like adventures guild thing? So you haven't unlocked that invent adventures guild thing? Nope. And I've been I'm, mm. I think I'm like eight of ten where it unlock. I think it unlocks at ten, and I'm at eight right now. But I think once you unlock that, you can you can rebuy it there, right? Yeah, you can rebuy okay. it there, and then they have different ones that you can get eventually. And um, going deeper in the cave, you'll find them. Like, you'll find one or two swords as well. But uh, being at level 9, probably not. And so, you'll probably... How'd you... So you're going to have to use your pickaxe as a weapon, yeah, I guess? I've been, I've been using my pickaxe as a weapon, so that also wastes oh, a lot man. of my energy, too. Yeah, that's brutal. So once, I think I need to do, let's take one day, go down, get the last two or three kills that I need, and then get my sword, and then I'll be back on track, you know, because the sword doesn't use energy, right? No. Like, not, okay. Because yeah, it's like really. the sword and the scythe doesn't use as much energy as your other uh, tools. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it's just, I don't know, I've been having such a, like, um... I don't know. I was listening to uh, N64, the N64 Josh's podcast, mm-hmm. and they were talking about it. And like they said, there's not like I can't put my thumb on what makes the game great. It's just it's a blue shell. <laughs> it's um, it's just everything combined together. It's just addicting. Like I was laying on the couch last night, and we were watching TV or uh, we were watching the 100 or whatever. And I could not say, I just kept saying, ah, oh, one more day. Well, then the next day come, and it's <laughs> oh, like, well, man. I got to go do this, so I might as well just use this day, and yeah. just kept going. <laughs> and you never want to stop in the middle of a day. That's, no. seems stupid. So, like, you always want to, like, end it either, like, I like to end it right after I go to sleep and cash in everything, and then right when I wake up, that's when I put it into sleep mode yep. and turn it off. But, yeah, I played so much last night, man. I played for uh, four hours yesterday. It was fantastic. <laughs> And it just went so fast. But oh, spe- but you know what else has monsters and energy? What's that? 
I don't know, apparently a game from Square Enix that you put on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea okay. what it is. So, I've this. the only reason I put this on there was it kind of struck me funny, because it's a, a motocross game. Oh, okay. And Square Enix is making a motocross game. And I don't know, because I guess I haven't played motocross games since, like, you know, the PS2. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a normal thing or not, but it doesn't seem like something that Square Enix makes. Yeah, I don't. That sounded. I thought it was going to be like another Monster Hunter or something. Yeah. Does it have? Does it have a tie-in with that or? No, it's just a straight-up motocross game. Like uh, I think it's called. Oh, what I put? Supercross or something? Supercross. Yeah, you have Monster. Oh, Monster Energy. En- okay, Supercross. yeah. So it's like you know Monster Energy drinks. Sponsored by Monster. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's uh, just a Supercross game, and I thought that it's cool that we're getting that type of game because that could be fun. Still, yeah. And they sell really well. Um, they a lot of people like my uh, my nephews. They play a lot of the um, the different motocross and like the SSX tricky and all those different types of games. Yeah. So those you know help sell, and it's good to get that variety back on the like you know on the Switch. I just what struck me funny though is Square Enix is making it. Yeah, weird. I don't know. That's I I never heard of it. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't read too much into it. Like I said, that was just, I was like, what the heck? I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, more of the merrier, if I say so. Yep. But there's another game that I saw on social media, and it looks like you also saw it too. Crazy Justice. It is a third-person shooter, and it is going to be cross-platform between PC, Xbox One, and the Switch. It looks sweet. Like, it's cel-shaded, and... You know, it's a shooter, but it's sort of more like, I guess, a shooter that would talk more to our crowd. Yeah. I like the third-person type shooters. Like, we were talking about Fortnite before we started, you know, recording. And just that graphic style is something that, just the graphics of the game will grab me. And is enough for me to want to play it. Yeah. Actually, the graphics, to me, I, I probably even prefer them over the graphics of Fortnite. It's it's much more vibrant looking. Yep. And it's got like a different, I don't know, it's just kind of got a really nice art style, I think. And it's a, it's a Kickstarter game, actually. And they are 95% away from their goal, and there's two more days left. Really? Yeah. I so look I'm, that up really quick. Yeah, they're at, uh, it's like $28,795 out of their $30,000 goal. Oh, man. They have some really good rewards too for pretty cheap, man. Like I'm gonna, like the $15 reward level gets you the digital code for the Nintendo Switch, as well as a couple other goodies. But like they have tiers of every kind. Like there's 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Like every every amount you could think of, there's a tier for. Jeez. And it's like there's some pretty good like tiers. Like you get like all the different versions. You get a physical release. You get a badge. You can get your name in the credits in the manual. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's awesome. They apparently they're like crowdfunding like four or five different games. So I don't know if it's like the the publisher is just like, here's all these games we're making. We're gonna crowdfund them and whatever sticks is the ones that we're gonna make kind of thing, right? Yep. No, definitely. Like, I I really want this one to come. It's not popping up on my Kickstarter. I'm gonna. Oh, it's it's not through Kickstarter. Oh, it's really? uh, it's a crowdfunded one, but it looks like they're doing it through their own. Uh, oh, okay. Their own thing. I don't know, but if you go Crazy Justice and go to their website, it'll uh, it's like fig.co. 
yeah, okay, Fig yep, com- yep. It's, yeah. Oh, okay, it's called Fig Community Publishing. So, I guess they use community funding to publish it. Nice. Yeah. So there's two days left. Twelve hours left. I'm gonna go back it. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do a fifteen or or what. Like, I was looking at the forty dollar one. That looked pretty good. I'm just looking at this. <laughs> Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> it's important we're getting a good game to come to Switch. Yeah, it, it looks, looks freaking really good. awesome. Like if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, go check it out. Go support it if you want a uh, third-person shooter that's cross cross-platform with PC and Xbox on the Switch show. So like, let's get out there and support it. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna support it. Dude, Two I'm days really, left. I'm really loving all like the cross the cross-platform support stuff. Like, it's sort of like, um, you know, Microsoft, well, because Microsoft and Sony have been at each other's necks for how long now? And it's almost like Microsoft grabbed Nintendo as almost like a juggernaut. They're like, all right, well, we got them, so your turn. They they mic dropped. Mm -hmm. And Sony just doesn't want to jump on, which sucks because it'd be cool to be able to get a lot of these games. Like, it would really boil the console wars down to just, um you know specific games that you know the the exclusive games on each console so which exclusives do you like more or there's people like us that just end up buying you know each different console anyway because yeah. i like i i you know eventually i'll end up buying a xbox one because i've bought in well since uh gamecube i've owned each system so i just end yeah. up buying them all but because there's games on each system that i like playing i mean i always end up floating back to nintendo but this stuff though opens it up more you know? yeah so i'm not worried about which consoles my friends are buying because i'm going to be able to play these games with them no matter what so. and it just makes playstation look like a jerk like honestly like i love my playstation i love all their games blah 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 whatever but like it just makes them look like they, they don't want to play ball and it's it's no good for no good for the gamer you know no and it, it's it's really a turning point um that they're going to end up having to jump on board with. I mean, because if they don't, I mean, Nintendo's already gaining steam. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're kind of clawing their way up to take that position back because they're playing ball with Microsoft, Mm -hmm. which in all regards is a great thing because, I mean, of course, Microsoft owns Rare, so there's always the chance that we get to, you know, cross over a little bit and get some of them games back, so Mm -hmm. that's always awesome. But, you know, those two are playing well together, and Sony just needs to jump in and be like, all right, whatever. I mean, drop your pride. Yeah. Because Nintendo is is coming. Yeah. And they're coming with a game that's already got a 10 out of 10, and it's not even out, and embargoes aren't even up yet. But it's Super Mario Odyssey got its first review. It was out on uh, Edge Magazine in the UK. And... Um, I guess the whole thing's been published now. Like, there's pictures of it online. But I want to just read a little something from uh, NeoGAF that NeoGAF user Majora published. So they got the magazine, and they just put a few tidbits without putting any spoilery stuff. So I'm just going to read a couple of things here. Do it. It says, There are 50-odd capture possibilities it pays close attention to the physics and handling of each of these new forms, making each one enjoyable to command. The transformations are not always essential, and in many cases, Mario's repertoire is enough to get by, though it's often quicker and easier 
to make the switch. Sometimes you'll bench Mario for the simply the simple novelty of playing as someone else. Even leaving Cappy out of the equation, our hero has been furnished with his most expansive moveset to date. It's tempting to say Mario has never felt better in the palms. Portable mode feels a little like a compromise compared to playing with Joy-Cons in separate hands, partly because of it can be hard to make out distant targets on the smaller screen. The TV feels like a natural fit for Odyssey. There's a clutch of stage-specific quests that offer more traditional structured progression, but generally you're free to choose what to do next. Not all activities are created equal, but you're never far from a brilliant one or a new idea with a clever twist on an old one. Mario's finest ever selection of boss fights. The party continues in the post-game too, but no explicit details. There are some kind of spoilery stuff about references to the earlier games I won't post here. There are a lot of Breath of the Wild there's a lot of Breath of the Wild in Super Mario Odyssey, from the chance to scout out your potential destinations from high above ground to the way the soundtrack um, often acclimatizes to your surroundings in relative quiet before the stage's theme announces itself. But it's most obvious in the ways the environment appeals to your natural curiosity, sights, and sounds, teasing you away from your present path and in the sheer volume of diversions. Link may have more Korok seeds to find than Mario has moons, but not by many. Odyssey feels like a true innovation of a sandbox platformer. By giving a broader number of ways to collect moons, it's a game that's more considerate of every player type. Peach, for her part, is no damsel in distress, and her role expands in the post-game, although not in the way you might expect. And that's pretty much everything he has to say there. And that's, that's... some pretty cool stuff. What stands out to you on that? Dude, The so the... The Korok seeds and the moons, that's yeah. crazy there's that much in that game. That just goes to show how much we don't know about this game. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be so much to jump into and just find. Yeah. Like, like, think about that. So we just got Breath of the Wild, and we're getting a Mario game in the style of Breath of the Wild. That's just nuts in one year. It's crazy. And the way that it said that it, it has, like, a way to to finish everything in every different player type. Like that's really cool because that was one of the the best things about Breath of the Wild is that you could attack it from so many different angles. Yep. And and get the job done and it seems like that's kind of the case too. Like you have Cappy, all those extra abilities. Mario's got the new move set and combining the two. Like I saw I saw somebody speed running the demo at Best Buy and they did they did a cap throw, jump on the cap, did another cap throw, got a little bit higher. And kept going like that, like it was so quick to get to the other side of the stage. It's insane. Like the speed runs are gonna be insane in this game. Dude, it's really cool because you know, going back to the Breath of the Wild thing, you can really choose how you want to play it. Yeah. And it's really cool that the Mario game kind of forms to the way you decide you're gonna play it. That's kind of a new thing for Mario. Yeah. Because, you know, in past games there's a star up here and there's one way to get to it like once yeah you pretty much the moves you can get to it whereas in this it sounds like you know well there's a, a moon to get that's up here go figure out how you want to get to it yeah and yeah like really traditionally cool. and the other cool thing too about that is once you get to it it doesn't kick you out you know like uh like Mario 64 style where it, you get the star kicks you out you jump back in yeah this is just it keeps going and that's really cool. I like that. It it helps not. Uh, um, it doesn't pull you out of the game. 
Yeah. It lets you just stay in there and keep going. Yeah, and it is interesting that they said about the physics as well. Like, using Cappy, you can play with different kind of mechanics as different characters, and each one feels unique, which yep. is pretty cool, too, because if you want it, like, do you ever just lay awake at night and be like, man, I wish I was a Hammer Brother? Because I do all the time. <laughs> I don't know about you, Sheldon, but I do that all the time. And now I'm going to get to live through that dream. Like, I've left my beard on purpose, and I'm going to shave it all and leave my mustache, and I'm going to buy that hat with the eyes. And the day I go to buy Super Mario Odyssey, it's going to be like, Mario captured me. You know? <laughs> I'm so excited, Dude, man. That is going to be great. So we have to figure out a way where we can... We're going to have to start the game at the same time mm-hmm. and figure out a way we can stream both of our gameplay at the same time. Like, somehow, <sighs> there's got to be a way to do it. Even if we have to, like, record a video... It's yeah. like our first like hour of the game or whatever. That's gonna be oh, great. Oh, we should do that. Because that's thing, a great idea. The thing is cool is since it's I mean, open world, yeah, you're gonna go end up a different path than I am. So it's kinda cool seeing how the game just changes from the very start. Mm-hmm. And I oh, think that'd man, be really we should, cool. We should do that. That'd be awesome. Production meeting live on the air. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yep, that's right. But yeah, yeah I can't wait. I was so hoping speaking of the cappy the the hat. I was mm-hmm. hoping that that would be like a pre-order bonus or something like that for like GameStop instead. Like the coin's cool, but yeah. I want the hat. I really want the hat. I'm gonna have to buy it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's actually out at GameStop. Oh really? It's like uh, I think it's twenty dollars for you Americans, and it's like forty dollars for us Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out tomorrow for us. It was already available for you guys, I think. Oh god, I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna buy it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. What, is, what kind of topic did you have for this week, Sheldon? So last week we sort of uh, touched on, I don't know if we were live when we were talking about it or not. I think we were. We were talking about, uh, you know, so, some of our uh, video game memories, like mm-hmm. our rental memories more specific. Uh, they used to be a big, well, at least to me, it was a huge part of gaming back in, you know, the 90s was yep. Friday after school, walking home from school, We'd stop by the video store, see what games were there, run home, dig through our change, go back and get, you know, one or two games that that's what we were going to sink our life into for the next mm-hmm. two days. And uh, it's thought it would be kind of interesting to see what memories you have from, like, video game rental and what games were on your rental list, ones that you, you know, would always go back for and stuff like that. I played a lot of games that I normally wouldn't play because renting was so easy right like you just especially like closer to the end of rental video stores like a lot of the like the stores here anyway there was the blockbuster obviously but we also had we have rogers video which was a rental place as well Mm -hmm. and they had this deal where you could pay like seven dollars for seven games for seven days like close to the end of yeah close to the end of when it was going to close down and yeah like it was just like i would just go with a handful of games and then come back and play them all and like one that stands out to me a lot for super nintendo was was always bubsy i don't know why i always remember playing bubsy because i rented that on super nintendo which is cool because it's making a comeback but it's just a mediocre platformer but (laughs) it was just i don't know one of those games that i always played and then i played a lot of uh, playstation games for the original playstation that way with rentals and um so at your guys' rental yeah. store could you rent the console itself yeah we could rent the console i never did but uh so that was the first time so we played uh playstation is oh, uh, yeah. my brother and i were down there 
and I can't remember what game we rented, but we want well we wanted to play the PlayStation. Well, they're like, oh well, you can you know rent the PlayStation for eight bucks or whatever for two days through mm-hmm. the weekend, and that was the first time we played it. And after that, I mean, he ended up getting it for his birthday, and then he guarded it with his life, so we never got to play it. But I mean, that was the first time. I, I always thought that was kind of cool because you could rent you know the console, and it was kind of like going to Walmart and or Kmart or whatever and testing out the console, but you know you got it all weekend. So yeah. a really cool thing that you could try the console, and it, I think it ultimately led to sales. I mean, it did in our case, you know. So we ended up getting one eventually. So what game did you play cool. with it when you guys rented it the first time? I think it was Driver. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. That game. I'm pretty sure it was Driver. Like when I think PlayStation. Okay, so when we got our PlayStation, it came with the because we got it. I'm pretty sure it was the year that it came out, but it came with the. Oh, it was like a demo disc, and it yeah. had like a bunch of different videos and game demos and stuff on it. I remember that disc. And I Driver remember was playing, on there, wasn't it? I believe it was. And Tomb Raider, I think too. Tomb Raider was, and Resident. There was a you couldn't play Resident Evil, but, but there was a video or something. There was right? a video of it, and I wasn't very old, and it scared the hell out of me. And me and my mm-hmm. friends, we would just watch it over and over. It was like watching a short horror movie for us. Yeah. And looking back at it, it's like, God, why'd that scare me? But, <laughs> I mean, it was that was really cool to have, like, that in it. And uh, we ended up getting the PlayStation with Driver. And, I mean, Driver's probably my favorite PlayStation. Well, that and uh, uh, it was Dave Mira's oh, BMX, BMX. Yeah. And I played the hell out of that game. <laughs> but... I mean, our, our video game rental store never really got a ton for PlayStation games, I guess. Um, there was always, you know, five or six of them there, and they kind of changed them out, like, monthly. Yeah. But um, we always had a ton of N64, and before that, we had, I mean, just a whole wall of uh, Super Nintendo games. Yeah. There were so many Super Nintendo games. Oh, I know. It was funny, because I was thinking about this this week, and I remember going, so there's another town just north of here. And it was, uh, there's a Kmart there. So, you know, we'd make a trip out of town to go to Kmart or whatever. And I was thinking about, I was like, God, it, I remember, like, what it was like walking in there and there being, you know, Super Nintendo games on the shelves. And it's so much different than what it is now. But Oh, I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, God, there was even a store here in town that, I mean, always had, you know, one or two games. It wasn't a ton, but they always had a couple. Mm-hmm. It's just strange thinking about, you know, what it was like back then when you saw these boxes. And now I wish that I could go back and, like, God, I should buy that game in the box and keep it. Because <laughs> oh, it's I worth know. a ton of money. Like, I remember going into Walmart and seeing uh, Earthbound in the, like, you know, the big bins. Oh, like, the bargain just, bin? Yeah, there was just Earthbound in the bargain bin. I was like, God. Mm-hmm. And if I would have known back then what I know now, I would have bought three copies of it. Yeah. I bought a copy of Pilot Wings for Super Nintendo from a bargain bin for like $12 at a local grocery store. <laughs> I love that no. game. No, dude. But video game rental, it was just like I remember renting. There was one that was, I mean, as long as we had, because usually it was me and my friend, he lived down the street. Mm-hmm. You know, we go down and I'd get one, he'd get one. Well, usually every weekend when we do this, I one of us would get would pick up the 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 WWF WrestleMania game. Oh yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but it was funny because we were talking about that last week, and uh, the angry video game nerd had a whole like did a video on these uh, 
WrestleMania games or WWF games. Yeah. And he was talking about how crappy they were, and I was like, it doesn't matter how crappy it was. It was a freaking amazing playing it. It was so funny. Like, oh, I know. Some of the, the games we used to play, like, they would not hold up today, but... No. <laughs> just because where was... you were at your time of life, you know, like, what stage well, you were in life and what you were doing and who you were playing with, right? Yep. And like I said, I mean, I'm pretty sure we spent hours just grabbing stuff out of the crowd because there was the one on, on Super Nintendo that you grab, like, chairs and stuff out of the crowd. Yeah. And just, like, two-by-fouring people. So you yeah. hit them, and they just, like, go stiff and blunk and fall over. And just the, the noise and everything that was attached to it was hilarious. So, I mean, it was just hours of doing stuff like that. Good times. But uh, um, another one that we'd always pick up and try, and we never made it very far, was uh, Mega Man X2. Oh yeah, I think it was X two. The one where you start when you start, you know, the intro sequence was where you're on the bike. Uh, was that two or was that X? Just it X. It might have been. It might have been the first one. I can't remember for sure. It was one of those two. But we'd always make it to the you know select your boss screen, and I don't know. I think we maybe might have beat one boss, but it was so hard. It was so hard to get into. Like it was funny because we played. I owned Contra three. And I played the hell out of that one. And thinking that I could play that one, you'd think that I might be able to make it a little bit further into Metro or into uh, Mega Man. No, no, Mega Man kicked my ass every time. See, that was the same with like me too. Like Contra, I, like Contra Three, especially. Like I could get so I could beat that game. Yep. But but Mega Man, like I don't know what it was. I could never I could never get far with Mega Man. But Contra, like a game that's supposed to be, you know. You know, historically brutal and hard, I could play no problem. I don't yep. know what it was, but I was the I same way with Mega Man. I think I don't Mega Man. It's like that you have to find that balance between yeah. platforming and shooting, and I just never could. Where Contra was, I, I I like to think Contra was mainly shooting. It was more shooting. Yeah, they didn't they didn't platform as much really. Yep. It was more just run and gun, I guess. Yep. But one of the games that I used to play, like that I remember playing from, that I rented, was Dino Crisis on PlayStation. And I really wish they would, like, there was a leaked um, document, or supposedly leaked document, for one of, like, Xbox's presentations. And it said, like, a Dino Crisis remastered. If that came through, like, that would be insane. Those games are so fun. Have you ever played any of those games? I haven't. Like, I think oh, I remember, I, so I remember seeing them, but I don't think I ever played any of them. I'm a big Dino Crisis fan. There's three of them. Yeah, and if they've ever made a remaster, like I've been every time Capcom talks about like another Resident Evil remaster, I'm like, bring on the Dino Crisis, <laughs> because it's it's exact it's it's Resident Evil with dinosaurs. That's and awesome. And time and there's like like horrible like crazy plots of time travel, like a portal, how these dinosaurs come back, and it's just. Each each game was more ridiculous than the last, but it was so terrifying. Like, there's one there's one scene where you're literally like you're like in the hotel pretty much or the mansion from Resident Evil, and you're upstairs and you're walking through this hallway, and then a freaking T Rex is just rips through the wall and just like you got to run away. It's insane, and it's like the same kind of tank controls, and you're like I don't know which way to run because you're pressing forward and it's going backwards, and it was just so so hectic and and such a panic, man. It was so much fun. I remember just like staying in my room all night. I was probably like I don't know, like twelve or thirteen years old, and just like being up at like four in the morning, hadn't gone to sleep yet because I'm playing Dino Crisis. <laughs> 
but oh, yeah, that, that's probably one of my favorite memories from oh, rental. The glory days of tank controls. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, yeah, because when you get freaked out, then you forget which way you like how it works. <laughs> and you're just running into a wall. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't help the situation at all. Uh, <sighs> Man, that's good so stuff. Did you ever, do you have any memories of getting burned on a rental game? Mm, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't really have too many memories that I can recall off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm just getting old, I guess. I can't even remember I feel ya. these rentals. But, um, no, not really. I, I never felt really burnt off a rental because, you know, it's not my game. Like, I didn't, yep. <laughs> I didn't buy it. The only time is, like, if you ever got, like, a scratch disc or something and it wouldn't play. Yep. That was the worst. So that was kind of what I was leaning towards, um... I never really played a game that I really cared that much because like I said it was either two dollars or four dollars and you got it for two or three days so yeah. it really wasn't a big deal but I remember getting a Super Nintendo game that it did not matter how much you blew in that cartridge it would not play and it was um god uh, this uh, is a family show I'd like you not to speak of those things oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a I can't remember the name of it even. It, I remember that cover. It was like some like world like domination type game. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It had like a had like a yellow. It was like the world, and it had like a yellow, like I don't know, like a cross. Like it looked like a street sign almost over it. But um, I always rented it, and I could never get it to work. And I remember telling the people at the video store, I said, it does not work. And they kept putting it on a shelf. So I tried, I think I tried like four or five times to rent it and it never worked. And they kept telling me, well, it must be your console because we haven't had anyone else complain. I was like, yes, <laughs> because probably no one else yeah. rents it. <laughs> yeah, nobody else tried the game. But I, that's really the only memory I have that like really burnt me. It was because I wasted my money and I could never get the thing thing to work. Yeah, I hear that. But. Well, that... That all wrapped up pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought our Mario discussion would go longer, but I was just super excited. Oh, I know. Like, I can't wait. We, like, we're going to have to do a, a special show or whatever, you know, almost podcast style to do when Mario comes out because there's going to be so much to talk about. See, I like that idea you had there of um, us both recording our one-hour playthrough and just showing it side by side. Yep. But at the same time, I know I'm going to play it like right away, so I don't know <laughs> if I can wait to get home, and capture. It comes, out, God, it comes out on the 27th? Friday. 27th? Yeah, Friday the 27th. Let's see. Do I have that day off? No! Oh. I have to work. I have to yeah. work too, but I have a feeling I'm not going to be doing a lot of work. <laughs> oh. Well... And it's a Friday. Yeah, it is a Friday. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. I'm so excited for it. Like, it's not often that you feel that a game is going to be game of the year when you haven't even played it. Mm -hmm. But, and like, I have a strong connection to Zelda, but an open world Mario game is just the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the box quote. They should take it from <laughs> Quest of Pixel says that it's the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our community members of our community, a listener of the show. Uh, that's Mike. He gave us some good criticism, uh, some good feedback on the show. And we really appreciate that, Mike. Um, 
yeah, just it's helping us get better. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, awesome. And I hope that the audio is better this week. So we did figure out and kind of play around with it a little bit. So I'm not so quiet. Yeah. And I'm not so loud. <laughs> People always say that I'm too loud. <laughs> uh, we got extra life stuff still going on. If you guys want to donate, go ahead. It's for the kids. Uh, yeah. We're running out of time. We got like three weeks maybe left before the uh, 24-hour showdown. And everybody that donates, if we do hit our the Quest for Pixels $700 goal, everybody that's donated, either to Anthony's or mine, will be entered to win a $50 gift certificate. So, And that'll be of your choice. So if you want a um, Nintendo eShop card or a GameStop card or a PlayStation card, whatever it is, whoever wins will get their choice of their $50 gift, so- or gift card. So you'd, you'd be a fool not to donate at that kind of uh, reward. <laughs> Where can they find you on uh, the internets? You can find me uh, poking around on Twitter at Nintendshell. And you can find us at Quest for Pixels, and we are at Quest for Pixels. It's with a four, the number four. <laughs> uh, you can find us on YouTube. We've got some stuff going on there. Uh, Tony will have a video he's working on that's going up pretty soon on Stardew Valley, so you may you know, keep your eye open for that. Yeah, it was um, going to go up this weekend, but I didn't like it so i re-edited it <laughs> i'm like no i gotta do it again oh dude so side note more behind the scenes stuff i've got a file that i named something explicit and it's just all of like my outtakes of me uh. trying to record and i thought about try, like maybe putting that up at the end of the year or something like a new year special um, yeah of just like outtakes it's it's hilarious my niece was watching it and i was so embarrassed but she was laughing she's like you have to make a video out of this yeah, it's that. That's funny because it's just like you know, we're all human and we all make mistakes and we're all just trying to do whatever you're trying to do. But and it's funny just to to be able to laugh at yourself like that. So yep. And another video going up on the YouTube channel, hopefully this week. I think I'm gonna try and get it recorded on Wednesday. I picked up. Uh, let me see. I can't remember the name. It's the Flame and the Flood. Oh, Flame and the Flood. I was. I wanted to talk about this. That this that week no <laughs> that this week but i completely forgot it looks I, really really cool it looks sweet and just from some of like the reviews and stuff it says you know it's a excellent you know survival or a take on a survival game mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool because it's not like i love zombies of course but like the survival the survival zombie game is kind of getting beat to death yeah so this looks like a you know a cool unique like build it craft it kind of survival game so I picked that one up. I haven't started it yet. I'm going to do... I want to record, like, first impressions, like, so from right when I first start the game. Nice. So that'll be up on YouTube hopefully this week. I'm going to do that one. So we got some stuff going on over at the YouTube channel. Yeah, that's good. We're going to keep uh, putting out some videos. And we're on our trek to 100 subscribers. Yeah. So Getting everybody closer. that uh, sees it, you know, if you can share it with a friend and help us hit that, that'd be awesome. We've got mm-hmm. stuff planned for for 100 subscribers and our 10th episode and all kinds of stuff going on. So, Yeah, who knows? There might even be some giveaways. Ooh. Giveaways are the best. Yep. And you guys can find me on the Twitters as well at uh, TonyBaker87. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be all over where Quest for Pixels are. That's where we are. So, All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.
See you later.